the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street. Got a great show for you today. Of course, Joe Ferraro is here, engineering on site. Good morning, Roger. Good to see you. Great John, seeing you, Joe. Good seeing you. See John you. Perry, the Apopka Chief and Planner, is joining us once again. And we look forward to being joined by Brian King a little bit later. In fact, I see Brian pulling up right now. So, But, John, why don't you uh, start by telling us uh, what are some of the, the things that, as I look at the front page of the Apopka Chief Sports section, what are some things that uh, have taken place recently that people should know about? Well, we've got, you know, the Little League is, is always ongoing this time of year, and, and one of the Apopka Little League softball teams is playing in the state tournament uh, this weekend, uh, start this evening. It's up in St. Augustine, and... Uh, so they they've got there's five teams in this state tournament. It's a 12 to 15 year old team, and uh, softball, fast pitch softball, and so, uh, but it's under the little league banner, um, and uh, they they play tonight at six, and then uh, I've got two games on uh, Sun, or excuse me, two games tomorrow on Saturday, uh, nine and eleven thirty I believe, and then uh, Sunday late morning I think eleven thirty. So. Um, you know, there's there's four four games. It's five teams. The the team that comes out with the best record, and if it's a head to head tie, obviously then the head to head breaks the tie. But but uh, there's a couple other tiebreakers if there's other teams involved, that kind of thing. So uh, we'll see. I, you know, there's there's just no no telling. Uh, it's an un- everybody's an unknown, uh, and so. But anyway, uh, you know, I know this is Blue Darter Sports. Uh, that you that you do, but I uh, have to mention the two Wakiva kids who uh, participated this past week at the opening, which is a NICAP elite camp. Uh, and and there's been two other there's two Wakiva kids. Bernardo Green's a, a defensive back, and uh, Ryan Davis is a linebacker. And, and you know, knowing Wakiva football, their, their defense is is what propels them. And uh, makes them a, a very much a powerhouse and so you know those two guys are on defense and and to have two guys from one high school is, is quite an honor uh, popka's had two uh, in different years uh two offensive linemen last year william barnes and uh four, i guess it would be four years ago uh martez ivy and so uh and both of them were able to hold their own uh amongst the best in the nation and and uh you know, it's it's going to be proved when they're in college and, and that type of thing, and see see how things go. But uh, you know, it's a it's quite an honor to be to be uh, uh, invited to that. And uh, of course, there was the 
the inaugural luncheon of the uh, Apopka Sports Hall of Fame uh, last weekend as well. Forty-five people inducted into that first class, and you know there'll be a bunch more the, that will be inducted through the years. And, and uh, looking forward to that. It looked like a great gathering. We'll continue to, to follow that, you know, as, as things progress as well. Yeah, it looked like a wonderful gathering of wonderful people. Francina Boykin was here. They got some wonderful people uh, involved in in, um, in that organization. Right, very much so. Of course, Eddie Williams, great pre-garder from the chip on Chip Gurkey's first team, actually. Many others I'm not mentioning. But uh, Brian King is here. Brian of Orlando Baseball Academy and third-generation blue darter. Brian, great to see you. Thank you for having me, Roger. It's always a blast. And why don't you bring us up to date on what's happening with Orlando Baseball Academy recently? Well, uh, our our high school age team, uh, 2019 team, has spent uh, the last five weekends traveling uh, to college campuses, and we've played some weekend series there. Uh, we've played in front of multiple coaches, college coaches, at each weekend, uh, and our guys are gaining ground. Actually, an Apopka kid, uh, Justin Lewis, who pitched a good bit early in the year for Coach McDaniel's team last year, um, just had a personal uh, tryout or workout over at Weber on Tuesday that went very well, so I'm excited for him. Um, And uh, then um, at the facility at the CPS Sportsplex, um, we took this week off for the 4th of July for camps, but we'll have uh, four more consecutive weeks of youth camps going on uh, starting Monday for kids ages uh, 6 through 14. Uh, Kevin DeTola will run that and uh, former Blue Daughter shortstop Jordan Hicks and former Blue Daughter pitcher Jake Ratledge uh, will also help as camp instructors at that. Um, so we're excited. The uh, the Bobby Girls softball team actually came in and used the facility one day last week before they left uh, for the state tournament here this weekend. So um, we're excited. It's great. Thanks for being here to share with us. Of course, Orlando Baseball Academy, founded by Apopka's own Brian King, and also located now in Apopka at the CPS Sportsplex. And, you know, John and Brian, as I was thinking about the show today, and, of course, uh, over the summer, um, you know, it, I think might be a good time to reflect. You know, we have a, certainly a wealth of knowledge of the, about the history of Apopka sports, especially football and baseball with both of you guys. And I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about that some on the show today, too. Uh, first of all, I'd like to share with, uh, to go back to Brian King, and uh, among many other, his you know, multifaceted relationship, uh, Popka Blue Darter, Coach Darlington's very first staff when he came in 1999. Of course, your dad, uh, Phil King, was the athletic director um, in, in the obviously widely acknowledged for the outstanding job that he did um, and impact that he had. But can you just reflect a little bit in, uh, about that very first year uh, that Coach Darlington came? That, of course, to set the stage, we had, we're coming off a 2-8 and eight season. Yeah, you share, share what you can on the air, at least. <laughs> um, coming off of a 2-8 and eight season. Or what you dare. Uh, before Coach Darlington came. Well, absolutely. You know what? Um, unfortunately, before Coach Darlington came, we'd, we'd hit a low spot. Um where, where we were two and eight and struggled, um, Coach Darlington came in, uh, and it was it was really about changing the culture again. Um, and let me just jump in real quickly too to put things in greater perspective, you know. And um, that occurred after Chip Gerke had been here for I believe twenty three years and had an extraordinary run of success. Um, but in three short years, you know, after Gerke left. Yeah, we were you know, back down at the bottom again. So anyway, that kind of puts things in perspective. And it's also you know, great insight, a great example of how quickly things can fall apart 
if you don't have the right people in place. Without a doubt. And, and here's what people don't understand about high school athletics is that, that when the football falls apart, the school kind of starts to fall apart. You know what? If, if your football team's good, the school's going to be uh, energetic. It's going to carry an air about them that says, hey, we can be the best. Uh, and that's what Chip created here in his 23 years. Um, from his first season, he also took over a, a struggling program and turned it around very quickly and maintained it for 23 years. And you know what? That's The maintaining it for 23 years is, is unbelievably impressive. Um, for the people who don't realize that before Chip left, they won 33 consecutive uh, regular season games. Which was a state, uh, state record. Yes, which is so impressive. And you know what? It's not a knock on Coach Kramer. Um, it just goes to show uh, that not everybody's um, – the head coach at Apopka. Coach Kramer was there for those 33 consecutive wins as the offensive coordinator, and um, he's a great coach. It just wasn't a good fit for him to be the head coach here. And what Coach Darlington kind of came in and did was was change the culture, and uh, he, he hadn't changed much um, to this day. It's very structured and organized and disciplined. And, again, you know what? That's what most high school kids need, some discipline. Um I hear all the time now about how how things are different now. Things are different now because the parents are different. Uh, there's a there's an expectation that that my son because he went to practice deserves to play. No, it, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way in any real life situations. Your son comes to practice and he earns his keep, just like we all do in our own job. So, you know that's something that that Coach Darlington uh, created from the first day. I think it was um, something that, that uh, a major part of something my dad was looking for because that was my dad's style. Right, too. your dad hired Coach Darlington. Can Absolutely. you talk a little bit about that, if, if you can? Because I'm sure you probably know some of the, the inside details. It's kind of like I know inside details of when my father hired coaches. Absolutely. You know, um, actually, my dad was very, very uh, closed lip and, and tight about that. Uh, he, he took those kind of uh, assignments very serious. Um, so you know what? I really was uh, one of the last to find out um, that that who that we'd hired a guy. Actually, the the funny thing about it was um, that I had seen the article in the Chief, and I knew that he, my dad was down to three guys. Uh, I'd seen the article in the Chief earlier on Friday, and I was eating dinner with uh, Chip and Carolyn Gerke at Gators, and Coach Darlington walked in and recognized me. So that was actually my first meeting of uh, Coach Darlington that I just found out a couple hours ago from reading the Chief that he had been hired, and I hadn't seen my dad since then. And I uh, we ran into him at Gators, and I was sitting with Chip and Carolyn. So that's a pretty funny story. Interesting stuff. In fact, um, yeah, I remember Coach Darlington told me one time it was on the air, so I, I feel liberty I can I can share it uh, that when he got the call, he was the head coach at Eustis, of course, at the time. And when he got the call from your father, Phil King, our AD at the time, he uh, thought it was a joke. He thought somebody was pulling a, pulling a prank on him, and he came very close to hanging up. <laughs> but uh, no, it's interesting. And it, just a, a brief uh, tidbit about the story of how Chip Gerke came to Pop. I actually recommended him to my father because I'd played for Gerke uh, American Legion Ball in the summer of 76. But people don't. Most people don't realize have any idea. He was already he here as, as, as a, as as a, a JV coach, coach and right, a head baseball coach. As a baseball coach, coach absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know what? Again, um, I, I feel very fortunate that I got a chance to work some football with Chip over at Dr. Phillips. 
uh, got to be his assistant in baseball, uh, part of the 1996 Dr. Phillips State Championship team. I uh, got a chance to work with Rick Darlington, Sonny Wise, um, and then, of course, what I learned from my dad. I was very fortunate. I had some, some outstanding role model coaches to uh, take bits and pieces from and, and develop my own style. Now, Brian, were you on the staff of uh, Jim Kramer when he was here? I did coach the Freshman for Jim as well, yes. And um, go to John Perry now. And John, I'm sure you remember Coach Darlington's arrival in 99 and the state of the program at that time. Uh, I'd love to hear some of your insights. Once again, qualifying it, the things that you can share on the radio. <laughs> you know, I, the one thing that uh, that I remember, he, he jokingly harassed me about, because I wrote a column uh, that your dad, or not well, your dad, I'm sorry, <laughs> was long retired at that point, but uh, he, that they needed to bring Chip back because that's the only applicant that I knew of, or applicant, but that's the only qualified guy I knew of who was available and that kind of thing. I didn't have any idea what about Eustace and you know Rick Darlington or anything there, and even if I'd have known of him, I, you know what would I've known? Uh, maybe a record or something like that. But uh, you know, so uh, he he would later uh, harass me about about writing that column. I said, well, that's all I knew. That's that's what I, you know, that's that's what was out there. And uh, I mean, there were some other names being bantered about that maybe were were decent names, but uh, they wouldn't have had the the feeling and care for a popka that chip would have had so uh you know that being said uh you know i t- uh, when uh, after rick was hired you know he and i drove around and uh, uh we talked you know personal stuff and and uh you know i, I just kind of showed him around a popka and, and uh you know some areas and and whatnot and and uh you know there wasn't any great uh, revelations at that point, but uh, I just remember riding around with him, trying to get to know him a little bit, and uh, you know, because so, I was going to be covering this guy and, and uh, trying to see where he was coming from, and uh, was trying to make a little more proactive uh, than, than I normally had been. But uh, you know, he and I have developed a relationship through the years that uh, is is pretty good, and and you know, but it's like you know. He, he still got upset at me at the time I wrote about the, the Miami-Jackson game where he changed, uh, they had the black jerseys on for the first half and weren't doing very well. They changed the jerseys uh, for the second half and, and one going away. And, and uh, you know, I, I wrote the, the story I wrote, the game story was straight up. And then the, in my column, I was like, yeah, that that's, that's what the black jerseys need to be. You know, it was out the door, so basically. <laughs> and, uh, you know. He wasn't real happy with me on that and a couple other things, but uh, that's that's the, the nature of the business, I guess. Uh, I, you know, one thing yeah, one thing I, I do want to say is in, in high school ball, it's a whole lot different, though. You, you know, it's 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 local and versus the 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 high the high end college stuff or or the pros. It's it's just a completely different way of covering things. Well, friends, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll continue to speak with John Perry, the Apopka Chief and Planner, and Brian King, founder of Orlando Baseball Academy and third-generation Blue Darter on Blue Darter Sports Central today. So please stay with us. We'll be right back from the front porch at Porky's. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now here's Roger. Welcome back. 
Blue Garter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's Friday, so we're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue, 256 East Main Street, also known as Highway 441, right through the heart of town. Joe Ferraro is here, John Perry, the Apopka Chief and Planner, and Brian King, founder of Orlando Baseball Academy, kind of reminiscing a little bit about uh, taking advantage of these guys' wisdom and uh, knowledge of generations of Apopka Blue Garter history. I'll share a little bit from my perspective, too, over the course of the show. Glad you're joining us. I want to let you know that Blue Garter Sports Central and all the programs you hear on Apopka's hometown station, 1520 WBZW, are brought to you by and supported by Florida Door Solutions. In the best Apopka Blue Darter tradition, Florida Door Solutions gives back. They support Apopka High School, Apopka Little League, and many other organizations, community organizations in our community. To find out more about Florida's best garage door company, just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. And be sure to tell them you're an Apopka Blue Darter. Let's go back to John Perry and Brian King. And Brian, I wanted to ask you, you know, I mean, you had, so you were, you know, part of the you know, program with Coach Kramer. And what, and I'm sure, you know, knowing Coach D like we all do, that he, uh, you know, began to have, you know, tough discipline right off the bat, right out of the box. Wait, what was uh, what was it like as he went through that changing of the culture process, and, and and how did guys respond? And you know, I'm sure there had to be some that really didn't respond well. Certainly, uh, I'm sure that his first year that he he lost a guy or two that he probably would have liked to have kept around. Um, back then, it was harder to change schools, so so maybe a guy just didn't play football or, um, you know, um, just went to basketball, but. Um, the, the, like I said, the biggest the biggest thing is that the kids want uh, discipline, and uh, after you get through that first initial shock, because um, you know Coach Kirky was very successful, but he had a dis- different way of discipline. He had com- complete control of his program for twenty three years, but it was different than the way uh, Coach Darlington does. Uh, and Jim was somewhere in between them, or not not at that level, and. So you know what the program was a muck, and it was a muck again because the program had faltered, and the school had started to fall apart. Um, you know, I I know when I came back to Apopka, uh, Chip told me he said, "Hey man, you know what? If 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 they don't get that football program right, man, the, the school will fall apart." And you could see it; the discipline within the whole school uh, had gotten much worse. Um, and so you know what? That first year, though, we still had uh, over a hundred kids come out for freshman football. And uh, I, I'm very structured and disciplined too, so I kind of met in, uh, fell right in line with what with what Coach Darlington was doing, and um, we could start with the young guys that there was some discipline, and you know what I, I really felt like um, freshman football was was where you learn to uh, get tackled and get up and get back up and get in the huddle and play the next play. Uh, it wasn't so much the X's and O's and the winning and losing. If you did all those things, learn how to block and tackle and run hard and be tough um, and be disciplined, you were going to win more freshman games than you were going to lose. And and we were very successful. Um, I spent uh, three years as an assistant freshman coach with uh, Sonny Wise and then three years as a head freshman coach. Um, the three years I was the head freshman coach, we uh, we went 18-0 uh, and 0 in our three years there. And, uh, again, I think it was just uh, – a attribute to the kids that we have here at Apopka. We have such athletic kids, and they wanted the discipline and the, the uh, structure. 
Uh, and I think it helped carry it over to uh, what we did, helped carry over to the uh, first state championship in 2001. Uh, guys had, had bought into being structured and uh, following directions and doing what they've been coached to do. And then Coach Darlington's outstanding varsity staff that year um, took those took what we had started with down on the freshman back in 99 and um, uh, carried it right over into a state championship. Yeah, I would share my observations. I, I think I went to virtually every game that year and um, you know, kind of did little reports on the radio. Um, you know, it was obvious. I mean, from from the from the get go, that things were going to change, had changed, and changed you know greatly for the better. In fact, if I remember correctly, what he ruled off about four or five straight wins. Didn't five. He? That, yeah, they that, were five that, and zero, and, and then actually upset West Orange when they were a heavily favorite, and right. I think got ahead of us twenty to nothing or something. Yeah, it was uh, started out five and zero that first year in '99 that Rick was here, and then uh, ended up six and four. Uh, Lake Brantley and Lake Mary were in the district with them. And they were both very good that year. Uh, Lake Brantley, if I remember correctly, that was the year that Lake Brantley uh, thumped them pretty good. But uh, anyway, bottom line is, you know, came within basically one score of of making the playoffs. I don't remember all the details on stuff, but uh, do remember that they they were able to, you know, six and four. uh, (laughs) Remember, and this was back, that was... That may have been the last year they had that wild card thing where where you had three districts, if I remember correctly, in a region, and the district winners and runners-up went, and then two wild card teams. So there was six district winners and runners-up in a region, and then two wild card teams. And uh, so this was the day before I had a cell phone, and I remember getting a 7 o'clock call uh, there after the 8th or ninth game, whatever it was, Rick calling me at the house, and, and uh, uh, unfortunately, the phone, uh, the house phone there in the bedroom is, is next to my wife's side of the bed. So uh, uh, she's a little more later sleeper than I am. Although I was, I was probably asleep. But uh, bottom line is, it's funny. But we were talking about that yesterday, the day before cell phones, when you know people would call the the house uh, at strange times uh yeah, and, texting on the, on yeah, the landline yeah and and or or you know of course these days yeah uh, these days he's he's a text master so uh but anyway you know we, he was trying to figure out if popka still had a chance to make the playoffs as a wild card team and at that point they did uh then another loss uh took him out of that and they didn't make the playoffs that was the last time popka didn't make the playoffs it was 99 was was rick's first year and, and it still came very close uh that year so uh you know, from 2000 to through 17, so 18 straight years that Apopka's made the playoffs, which is yeah, quite, quite a good it, legacy. Yeah, and, we have a tendency, some people have a tendency to take take for granted. Oh, absolutely. You know, certainly not me, because I remember <laughs> the old days uh, pretty explicitly. But, uh, right. but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's um, that's something certainly not to be taken for granted by any means. No, and, and you know, it, it, is, it is really odd that last year, you know, Apopka finished third in the district, but still made the playoffs because of the new format and the and the system points and all that type of thing, and uh, you know that that'll be, of course, in effect again. And, and I'm sure it's going to last. Uh, uh, you know, they're they're trying to some maybe going to try some new stuff in some of the other sports, basketball, baseball, and some of the others. Uh, but uh, with football, it looks like they're going to leave it uh, the way it is. And, and you know, we'll we'll see. I you know, it could come back to bite a Popka in the future. Who knows? But uh, right now, uh, Popka's definitely uh, liking that as one and zero in the in, under the new system points playoff. 
and certainly, our, as we've talked about before, our schedule's very tough this year, and, and at least in terms of the, quote, system points, we should be in a favorable position. Of course, we still have to win enough enough yes, games, of course. Gotta, and you still got to win. Yeah, yep. and I, you know, but I'm really looking forward to this, this season. Friends, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're speaking with John Perry, the Popka Chief and Planner, Brian King, founder of Orlando Baseball Academy, and lifelong Blue Darter, former assistant coach in football and baseball at Apopka. And Joe's here, too. we coming to you from the front porch at Porky's. We invite you to come on up and join us. Uh, now, and I, and I just want to put on the record, too, you know, for those of us who are observing closely, which includes all of us here, um, except for Joe, he's probably in Jacksonville at the time, I guess. Back, probably back was. in um, the time when Coach Darlington left and spent three years at Valdosta, this, the program was on such solid footing that he'd built such a foundation. We still continued to win games and have winning records and even make the playoffs, but it was noticeable that the, the, the program had taken a, a big step back, even even considering that, too. So, of course, once he came back, I guess it was 2007, he really began to right the ship you know, once again. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I know that was that was a really strange time, and I, you know, I've got most of the time at, at the, the folks at, at Popka High School and, and whatnot will talk to me off the record, and everybody was really close lipped, uh, even off the record in, in, in those in that time frame. Uh, but uh, of course, I knew that that it was a possibility that that Rick would be coming back from Valdosta, but. Uh, uh, you know, the, some uh, after the fact, I learned of some of the some of the meetings they had and, and the way th- things went down with his, his hiring to to get back to Apopka. And uh, so, it, you know, that Valdosta stuff it, that's a, that's a whole other world up there, Roger. Um, you know, Apopka. I've always said Apopka likes its high school football and, and high school sports in general. Uh, it's another bunch of different levels higher. <laughs> Up there, and, and it, to the point of obsession and unhealthiness uh, from some of the stuff. And Rick never would talk about. It. I talked to a, a guy at the Valdosta paper uh, several times, uh, both while Rick was there and afterwards. And and he was um, he would had gone to, um, he would had gone to Boone High School, and he was at Boone uh, when when Jeremy Rudolph was at Apopka in those days. And so he he knew of Apopka in the scene. You know, Popka played Boone a time or two when he was in school, and he remembered the beatdowns and and whatnot. And because that was during a time when Boone was was down a little bit, and Apopka was with Jeremy Rudolph was outstanding, obviously. So uh, you know, but he told me some of the stories that went on up there, and it's it's almost like a college situation up there. But these boosters are right down the street or next door or across town. Instead of you know, if you're in Gainesville as the Florida head coach. Most of the big, big boosters are in Tampa, Jacksonville, Orlando. You know, yeah, there's going to be a few up in Gainesville. But from a numbers standpoint, the big money people are probably somewhere else. Whereas in a place like Valdosta or out in Texas where it's, where it's huge, it's it, they're right there. You might see them at the grocery store. And, and that can be bad if, if things didn't go well, uh, you know, on Friday night. No, it's a whole different animal. We're certainly glad Coach D is, is back, and um, you know, certainly it's results speak for themselves. Actually, I'm very excited about the upcoming season this year. We've got a couple about two minutes before we go to break, and you'd mentioned we kind of briefly. And as you said, you know, this is Blue Darter Sports Central, but I mean, you know, we certainly can talk about noteworthy things, and I think we kind of certainly relevant to Blue Darter Show because of. Um, 
you know the the status of where the the rivalry is now. We we lost to them for the first time last year, and I'm sure um, I think all Blue Garters are looking forward to that game this year. And um, but, but Wekiva just seems to be absolutely loaded. I mean, every time I read about a Wekiva player, they're uh, either have already gotten an impressive uh, Power Five college scholarship, or or they're being recruited and about about to get one. Right. And, and and I knew, I know you keep a close eye on them. What, what can you tell us about about the, that Wekiva squad over there? Well, the defensively they're going to be outstanding again and and ryan davis who i mentioned earlier is being at the opening he was not there last year he was uh, moved to texas he had been there as a sophomore and and is now a, a senior this upcoming year and so and and yeah, i saw him in the spring game against edgewater and he was outstanding you know but he's a linebacker yeah linebacker is that the guy's going to alabama uh no uh, he's uncommitted at this point They've got another um, one committed they're, to Alabama, they're, and they've uh, a couple of them are commi- or one of them's committed to, to Virginia Tech. They just these guys who were their defensive line last year. They run a three-four, and all three of their their defensive linemen last year were outstanding, and they were all juniors. And so they were huge. Yeah, too. They're, they're big, they're good, they're fast. I mean, they're just outstanding high school football players, and and uh, you know they they wreak havoc on offenses, and that's. That was one reason why they beat Apopka last year. Now, Apopka had chances, but but uh, I can guarantee you, you know, Apopka won the first ten, and uh, Wakava's won last year, and, and Wakava would love to make it ten and ten a, a, after another decade. You know, it's, yeah, it's uh, both teams already getting geared up for that game. I'm already getting excited about it. And one more thing as we go into break, you know, their coach, Coach Rich Bettison, is. Uh, has an incredible background in in defense. He played linebacker at Virginia, and actually his coach was Al Groh, who had been a former defensive co- coach on Bill Parcells' staff uh, in the NFL. So you got a, a coach, you know, who really is an expert in defense, really di- directing and orchestrating that whole thing as well, which makes it for an interesting contrast with Coach Darlington with his brilliant offensive mind. But anyway, you're already getting excited about the Apopka We have a game, and of course you can hear it all right here on 1520 WBCW when that game rolls around in late October. Friends, we'll go to break right now. We'll be back in just a moment. Coming to you from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka on Highway 441. We'll be right back. Hey, Blue Darter fans, get ready for Blue Darter football on demand. Now you can relive exciting Blue Darter football, every play, the highlights, and yes, the lowlights too. From the most recent game to the entire season, Blue Darter football on demand is now available at 1520wbzw.com. And on your app, search 1520wbzw in your app store. Download it now. It's absolutely free, uncut, and ready for your ears. Go to 1520wbzw.com. Click on Apopka. Blue Darter football on demand. Now, now, from 1520 WBZW, Apopka's hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's Friday, so we're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street, Highway 441, right in the heart of town. John Perry, the Apopka Chiefs, joining us. Brian King, founder of Orlando Baseball Academy and longtime, lifelong blue darter. And Joe Ferraro, of course, as well. Come on up and join us for lunch after the show. We'll be here talking blue darter sports. Now, um... You know, and also you, um, Brian, you served as an assistant coach for Sonny Wise 
during his years. And can you just tell us a little bit about that experience and what were some of the things that, that Wise did that, you know, obviously uh, were, were instrumental in his success? Well, you know, the, the, the biggest thing with Sonny was that uh, he wasn't uh, – he wasn't afraid to make all his own decisions. There's no outside influence, and and you know what? It, it was um, it was sometimes sometimes not on, not maybe not in the best interest of all the players, um, the way he handled the pitching, uh, but but there was no doubt he made those decisions, and and uh, he was going to try to win every game. That, that you know, and that was one thing that I've I've really taken um, because I've seen both sides of it. Chip was very uh, methodical and plotted out. You know, a week at a time, and and had a big picture. Uh, Coach Wise was a very uh, game by game. Uh, there's not. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Uh, by no means am I saying Coach Curry never tried to win, but sometimes he said for the for the good of the team, we're going to do this. Um, under Coach Wise, we tried to win every single game, thirty games every year. Um, there was no there was no planning for the big picture. It was we were going to attack each individual game. And do it, but um, again, Coach Wise, in his own way, was very disciplined, very structured, um, and again, he had control of, of a program for thirty years that uh, that that is is so impressive. The Rick Darlingtons, the same Wise, the Chip Gerkes, that doesn't happen very often anymore because I, I tell people all the time, it's 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 good to to become good for a year or two years. It's unbelievably hard and it is a 365 day out of the year job to be good and be good all the time and remain good and that's what you know those three guys have done and and again to their credit uh they don't they don't take much vacation um they they work year round preparing planning uh strategizing uh it it really does take a lot And, and i'll say this for all three of those guys too all three of those guys had really good staffs the whole time they were there. Uh, and that, that's a huge part of it, too. When you can count on people around you, being the head coach, there's so much that people don't understand that goes on off the field. The things you had, the discipline, the the academic part of it, the keeping some um, continuity between the academic part of it and the athletic part of it. Uh, if you don't have good people around you, you, you have no chance to do it all by yourself. Well, the, in baseball, and, and you know this, a lot better than I do because you've been part of it. Is the the field maintenance? Oh, unbelievable! I, that, I mean, it, yeah, there's field maintenance elsewhere, but uh, um, you know the uh, uh, in in other sports, but baseball is is you know and and something was so meticulous and whatnot and and uh, but uh, you know it, the base in in high school baseball the field maintenance starts at the head coach and, and goes, part of it. Yeah, man, goes so. through the JV team, you know, uh, and assistant coaches, the varsity players, the JV players, that type of thing. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, uh, you, baseball, I mean, everybody does, but baseball especially. Baseball coaches take pride in the in the in uh, uh, their facilities and how uh, well they're taken care of and that type of thing. Absolutely. You can, I can always judge the quality of a program just by looking at the field. Right. You know, when it's sitting there on a, on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. Absolutely. If if you were you come up to a, to a game on a Tuesday night sometime and you look out and you know the field's kind of here, eh, you know that doesn't mean there might not be sp- spots here and there and, and some issues because sometimes it's the bugs win, but uh, uh, on the grass end. But but if things are basically taken care of and look look correctly, uh, uh, you know look look good 
uh, out out in the the condition of the field and the, and the facilities and whatnot, then you figure the program's going to be pretty good. Now that doesn't mean they're going to be all stars, but that means it's going to be a, a well-run program. Yeah, well, it's, it's a sign that the coach cares and is really engaged in having the best program he can have. I, the, um, the Rex Chandlers, Lamar Chandlers, David Brown were so instrumental in those, those things. Just the amount of time they put in on the weekends and changing out uh, sprinklers and it's it's unbelievable and I'll, I'll say this now I, I told I used to tell people this the whole, the whole time I was there I thought the way we took care of our facilities both football and baseball but especially baseball uh, you had a one-run advantage when you walked into Jay Barnes field it was all blue the grass was beautiful you were blocked in you couldn't see outside because either the the plywood wall or the screen the blue screen uh, I, I just thought it gave you a one-run advantage before the game ever started it's a great point yeah the other team uh, notices too I am um, and, and I'm also happy to see that coach McDaniel that's obviously a priority for him because the, the field looked absolutely uh, beautiful this year oh absolutely and, and, yep. you know, so we yep. all know that doesn't happen by accident no well, well since we're reminiscing I got a little story I don't know if this has ever been told publicly or not about how a uh, Chip Gerke got the head baseball coach job at Apopka, and um, you know he was already on the staff, I guess, assistant football coach. And um, it was uh, you know Pete Dunn was the head coach at that time. You know he did a phenomenal job with the program, really resurrected the program after some miserable years, and uh, really established that long streak um, that we had of the thirty-plus year winning seasons. And for baseball, yeah, yeah. yeah his team yeah. literally built. Literally built uh, the uh, Jay Barnes Field. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Gurkey's on the staff. He's like a fledgling assistant coach. He you know, already kind of, you know, my father was Roger A. Williams, the principal. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, he hired the coaches back in those days. He didn't <laughs> delegate to the to the AD. But um, he, um, Gurkey had always been get, gotten positive attention and kind of got my, my dad's eye and everything. But Pete Dunn was, was the head coach. And um, so Dunn comes in one morning and says, hey, Mr. Williams got to see you. I've just been hired uh, to go back to Stetson, be assistant coach over there. And so, baseball vacancy. And, you know, this is the way, this gives you a little insight into, like, the, the network, you know, and, and the grapevine, if you will. Cause, you know, no, nothing was posted, nothing was even said. You know, it's just, next thing you know, um, you know, probably you know, 30 minutes later, <laughs> our last Chip Gerke's at the door. He says, Mr. Williams, I'd I really would love to have that baseball job. I'll do a great job for you. Yeah, I want to be the next baseball coach at Apopka. So, you know, my father, as you guys know, he's very instinctive, you know, leadership style, just, you know, off the top of his head. I mean, he, you know, his instincts were, were very good, and he would make yep. instantaneous decisions. In fact, another story about Coach Joe Sterling. He hired Coach Joe Sterling over over the phone, um, and also Coach Connie McHamrick. In fact, Coach Connie McHamrick had a one-question one, uh, you know, job interview. Do you have long hair or short hair? <laughs> he answered correctly, uh, short hair, which was the right answer. Um, so, but anyway. Even if he had scissors in his hand at that moment, right? Getting back to Gerke, so my father, just on the spot, just, okay, okay he'd already proven himself. He'd already, you know, you know, established himself as a hardworking guy with energy, enthusiasm, all those things, and was having success in the roles that he was playing. And, okay, yeah, you, you can have the job. You can be the, you'll, you'll be the head baseball coach. So about 30 more minutes go by, 
And um, again, you know, nothing's been publicly said at all, you know, at this point. So it's John, a guy named John Hart was on the phone. Now, of course, most people listening will know John Hart most recently as the president of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, you know, he was best known as the general manager of the Cleveland Indians when he resurrected that fran- franchise right. had, from 50 years of losing and you know went to their first World Series in 50 plus years and you know building Jacobs Stadium and all that. And he was at that time a fledgling up and coming coach in, in Orange County and. He knew my father because my father knew, you know, he made his business to know who, who the young, talented guys were around town, um, around Central Florida. So he goes, Mr. Williams, I, you know, I really this, I could do a great job for you. I'd love to hear your job, baseball coaching job is open. I'd love to have it. And my father said, well, John, you know, I'd, I'd love to have you. You know, you're exactly the kind of guy I'd love to have, but I, I just gave it to Chip Gerke 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Wow. So wow. Gerke got the, the the job over John Hart, the Falcon baseball job over John Hart, literally. Wow. I had not heard that before. Right. Yeah, that's never been either. told before. Yeah. Well, well, well that's on, history, baby. On the storytelling, um, Coach Gerke played high school. And, and he made the right, and he made oh, the right decision, obviously. Without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. Um, Coach Gerke played high school football and baseball at Edgewater, where my dad was assistant football and head baseball coach. And I'll say this. My dad told me as I got older. He said, Chip was the most intense football player he ever coached. As a sophomore, Chip played quarterback. They moved him to linebacker as a, as a junior. And as a se- senior, they moved him to offensive center. And my dad said, you could tell him before the game, hey, Chip, this guy's fixing to wear your behind out today. And my dad said, from the first snap of the game to the last snap of the game, you could look about 12 yards down the field, and there'd be the nose tackling Chip rolled up, going backwards every snap. Absolutely, just intensity and love of the game, and that is one of the reasons he's been a, been a great coach because that he still has that fire and intensity. That's Absolutely, a, that's the truth. Uh, he, I mean, you know, most of these coaches have some passion and intensity. Chip's uh, shown through his eyes. You know, he had, his eyes would get real wide, and, and you know, those were those were uh, you know easy pictures uh, to, to shoot. And I, I, one of the times I remember when when he really got upset was. Pop had a, a brief series with Winter Haven, and and uh, they were Jeremy Rudolph was only a Popka team playing at Winter Haven, and uh, Popka ended up winning the game easily. But early in the game, Popka's driving down toward the uh, got inside the inside the ten uh, yard line inside the five, and uh, had a quarterback sneak. Jeremy Rudolph did, and, and he didn't score, but they called holding on a Popka, and they said their offensive lineman was was laying on top of a defensive lineman, you know, on a pileup on a quarterback sneak at the at the at the goal line. So, uh, you know, and then there were two or three other penalties. There was like three or four pop penalties on a Popka. It went from like the two-yard line back, I don't know, maybe it was out to the 30 or beyond. I don't remember those details, but I do remember that after the what proved to be the final penalty in that series, Chip called a timeout, and, and he and the and the white hat met, you know, several yards off the onto the field, and and I heard Chip say these words myself. Say, he said, if you throw another flag on us, these people, and he's t- pointing to the Apopka crowd. He says, these people are going to riot. I mean, that's the word he used. Wow. And, and guess what? There wasn't a flag thrown in the next play. <laughs> and Apopka went on to win easily, but about uh, three or four a, touchdowns. A, a phase of coaching that's not on the job description, yeah, yeah. but, but very, effe- very effective. Hat. Very effective. Well, friends, we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back from Porky's on today's edition of Blue Darter Sports Central. Please stay with us. 
It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. We're glad you're joining us today. Joined by John Perry, the Popka Chief and Planner, Brian King, lifelong Blue Darter, founder of the Linda Baseball Academy, which is now located in Apopka at CPS Sportsplex. Of course, Joe Ferrar was here, too, and in a few minutes we'll be getting ready to get geared up for lunch, and we'd love to have you come up and join us on the front porch at Porky's as we officially get our weekend started just right. You know, we're kind of reminiscing about uh, some past uh, things in Apopka Blue Order football and baseball, and yeah, which is a, that's one thing about a pop, and one of the great things about being a, a blue darter is there's a tremendous, uh, lush history uh, going back many, many, many years, um, uh, over literally over half a century, literally. Um, one of the things that it, Brian's mother, Marcia Robinson King, was the head cheerleader of the 1962, which was a huge era in a pop good foot, uh, football and basketball, but it's also the year we won the state championship in basketball. Absolutely. Something she's still very proud of to this day. Yeah, she's a very passionate blue daughter continues to be. In fact, she's a, a passionate listener of our program. I'm going to give a shout out to Marcia. Hey, I hope you're having a great day out there, Marcia, and thanks for being such a great blue daughter. Um, you know, I'd like to get John uh, and, and, and Brian, too, insights about Warren Sapp. Of course, he was a former blue daughter football player and I remember him, you know, I didn't go to every single game, but you know, certainly remember him very well. And I remember him mainly as a tight end, you know, wearing number 49. Yeah. And, um, you know, who, who would, you know, they would throw a little short, uh, you know, dump pass to him. And he would just, uh, it, it, I, he, he looked like, the way I would describe it, he looked like a, um, an overloaded dump truck going down a huge mountain. Just he would pick up steam, and those little DBs, you know, most of them were wise enough not to get in his way, but but the ones that did got completely, uh, you know, steamrolled. And I mean, he could probably turn a little three-yard, uh, you know, uh, uh, short pass into a fifty-yard gain better than anybody I think I've ever seen. He and I've I've said this, Buku, and for a long time, he's got. I used to say softest hands I've ever seen uh, for an Apopka football player. Uh, Jalen Carter's pretty pretty darn uh, good with the hands as well, uh, and, and he's got two more years for Apopka. But uh, you know, Warren Warren's ability. I remember very vividly Chip telling me that Miami uh, University of Miami had moved Warren to defensive line, and I was I was not happy. I was like, what are they doing? I mean. Well, obviously, they knew what they were doing. Man's an all-pro in the Hall of Fame and for playing defensive line. So, so much for my thought about him being a tight end uh, in the pros. Uh, you know, but but he did. He Roger, he had great hands. If it was in the neighborhood, he was coming down with it. And, you know, we talk about his basketball. He, he was a outstanding high school basketball player. Um you know, and, and part of that was the, the rebounding, and, and I, I called him a, a, a bit of a, a Charles Barkley kind of guy. You know, just maybe undersized height-wise, not undersized bulk-wise, but uh, undersized height-wise and, and ability and smarts and knowledge and work to get to the ball to, to, to rebound. And, uh, you know, that was that was, that was was worn at, at, uh, in high school. It was... You know, outstanding soft hands and and that played in both sports. 
a guy with just an incredible amount of natural ability, incredible quickness. In fact, he's one of those guys who you, know, you wouldn't judge him by the eye test because his body doesn't really reflect uh, his, his no. athleticism. And, and there's the difference between he and Jalen Carter. You look at Jalen Carter and you're like, oh, your eyes get wide. and like, oh, my gosh, what a physical specimen. And you look at Warren and it's like, oh, that's a guy walking down the street. Or I remember the first time I saw him, before, the I, before the game started, I saw him out there wearing number I mean, who's that big fat guy wearing number Just 49? Just an average guy walking down the street. He's always had the, the beer gut, even back in high school. The, 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 the athlete inside that body is just that's why one more reason you shouldn't judge judge uh, ball players by by the way they look. Right. Definitely. Well, you know, Jeff is letting us know we're down to about our last two minutes, and um, guys, friends, blue darters, come on up to Porky's and join us. Get your weekend started off just right with lunch at Porky's today. And uh, John, anything else you'd like to share with us before we sign off? Well, just that uh, things are you know. We're in July and early July, but uh, you know, high school football starts practice uh, starts three weeks from Monday, and that's almost hard to believe. July thirtieth uh, is quote fall football practice, but uh, you know when the when the regular season starts, the there's two games within uh, Popco have two games within August, two regular season games plus the preseason game the previous week. So August seventeenth is a preseason game. Uh, you know, so, and then the next two Fridays are 24th and 31st are, are regular season games. So, you know, uh, three out of the 11 games for sure that Apopka will play outside of weather, uh, you know, will be played in August, which is kind of tough for some of us old-timers to believe. But uh, anyway, looking forward to it. You know, Apopka's got FCA camp, Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp, uh, moving up to Mariana, having to go up there because Stetson's not doing it in the more, but uh, looking certainly looking forward to getting things going uh, in late July regarding football. And before we sign off, I want to it gives me an opportunity to mention, of course, that catch Popka Blue Daughter football live broadcast right here on 1520 WBZW, Apopka's hometown station, and streaming live uh, on the website and the 1520 WBZW app uh, with Joe Ferraro and I. And I, we want to welcome brand new sponsors, Baptiste Orthodontics, Rosati's Pizza Pub in the Hunt Club right next to Publix, and a brand new one, Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. To join our regular sponsors, Porky's, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, and Florida Door Solutions. Friends, have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.